Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss and beyond. Remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. So be sure to seek medical support from a qualified health professional. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the High on Life podcast. This is episode 30 and I'm pumped. We are talking about perfectionism is the enemy of weight loss. And before we dive in, I want to share with you a review that was left by W. Jackso. I know who you are. Thank you so much. This is a client of mine who says, Dr. High and her guests have a wealth of information and insights to help you reach your goals. The willingness to share on a personal level helps humanize what could otherwise be cold and clinical information, making the information more accessible, relatable, and applicable for my own life. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave that review. It means a lot for me. For the rest of you, if anything you've heard on this podcast has been helpful, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I love seeing those five stars and it really helps me to help other women. So there you go. You helping me, I help other women. It's all good. We're all helping each other. I would really appreciate that. Okay, let's jump in. I was recently coaching a client actually three days ago. She listens to this podcast, so you're going to know who you are. And we were talking about how she was feeling with her progress and um, she was feeling a bit disappointed. And here is the backstory. From December till February, she had this really great routine that she had gotten into. She'd really worked on her mindset and she had been focusing on getting her exercise in every single day. She was getting on her Peloton after school drop-off, feeling so proud of herself. She was feeling great, loving it. And then she got a puppy and she got busy and more tired and she wasn't sleeping well. And so she had stopped exercising and she was feeling disappointed about this, saying things like, I know I should, but the idea of going back to exercising every single day when she was feeling exhausted just wasn't doable for her. And I was like, why don't we just set the bar a little lower? Like, why does it have to be every single day? What if you just started and did one day, right? And it was a revelation to her that she could just do less, right? Like her brain hadn't been able to conceive that doing something was better than nothing. And so in her mind, it was like, if it wasn't going to be every single day, then it just wasn't even an option. And I'm sharing this story with you because she is not alone in this thinking, right? This is perfectionism at its finest, and it really does get in the way of people succeeding in managing their weight long term. And so what I want to show you is that perfectionism, which, you know, others might call all or nothing thinking, it keeps you in inaction, right? What I want to advocate for and what I want you to start doing and anyone listening to this podcast and any of my clients is what's 1% that you can do? Like we don't need to be overhauling everything and doing it all perfect, but if we can do 1% increments of growth and small daily action, this has a long-term compounding effect. And if you can get out of your head where we beat ourselves up for it not being perfect and like not meeting these ideal standards and if you can actually start celebrating those small steps, those 1% increments, then you'll actually move forward instead of staying stuck. So that's where I want to get you to. Now, I want to give you an analogy. I was looking up 
financial analogies because I think when we're talking about like compounding returns, it's really helpful to think of money because that's usually where we think of interest, right? So I was looking up Rich Dad's, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because I like that guy. And he said something like, if you save $10,000 a year every year for 30 years, so small, you know, consistent amounts done over a long period of time, you will end up with $1.8 million. So the problem is, is that so many of you want the $1.8 million right now. And so you forfeit saving the $10,000 a year because it isn't happening fast enough. But with anything in life, the greatest returns happen over a long period of time. Okay, see how my money analogy is actually talking about health, right? You want to like do a little bit now and like have 20 pounds weight loss in the first month and 50 pounds in the first six months. Otherwise, it's not worth it. Where I'm saying, hey, what if we just focused on those little steps taken consistently over time and stop focusing on this being in a rush, right? Let's drop the rush. The rush is from dieting mentality. The rush is from a feeling that you're not good enough right now, exactly as you are. So you have to change your body to feel better about yourself. What I want to teach is you get to feel better about yourself right now, and we can work on weight loss over time, right? So small investments into your health reap a long-term great benefit. Now, the other problem is that most people only start paying attention when it's down the line, right? When the health consequences come later on. So what I want to encourage is why don't we start paying attention now so we can prevent those long-term consequences? Let's invest into you because you're worth it and your life is worth it. And let's ensure that you get to enjoy your latter years because you were wise with your investment right now. See how I did that? Brought that money analogy back. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to tell you how perfectionism shows up and then we're going to talk about what to do about it. So it shows up. Number one way it shows up is with I should statements. I should weigh this much because then I'd have a normal BMI. I should weigh this weight because that's, that's what I was when I got married. That was my weight when I got married. So that's my ideal. Right. And I think a lot of the times when we have these I shoulds, it's very arbitrary, like what we should be doing or what we should be weighing or how we should be eating. So we set these like arbitrary idealistic goals and they may or may not be realistic for where we're at in life. And then we measure ourselves against these unrealistic goals and we always fall short and that doesn't feel good. And so we quit. That's how that usually works. Okay. I should be sticking to my diet plan. Just think about how that thought feels for you for a moment when you're thinking like, I should be eating this tonight. It feels like failure. It feels like guilt. It feels like you're, you're not doing enough, right? Like it just generally produces lots of unhelpful emotions that are not going to spur you on and motivate you and keep you moving forward. I should statements usually have the tone of like the undertones are you're not quite doing enough. You're not quite measuring up. You're not good enough. That's how that feels. I should be further along than I am. I should have lost more weight, right? That completely disregards the progress that you may have made and just generates a feeling of disappointment. So just notice when you have I should statements. I'll give you a non-weight related example because maybe some of you can relate to this. I was with my kids one day and realizing like, it's just not, I wasn't feeling good. I was feeling inadequate and I was feeling uptight. And my, when I kind of did some self-coaching around it, my thought was I should be laughing more and I should be more silly. Right. And I thought about that and I was like, what a ridiculous standard. Firstly, how much is more? Like it's completely ill-defined. 
how much laughing would be an appropriate amount of laughing? I have no idea. Does it get measured in hours, minutes, like the volume of laughter? There's no measure for it. And how much is silly enough, right? So I had this arbitrary ideal in my mind that was driving me to not feel good, not feel adequate, feel like I am not being a good enough mom. And as a result of that emotion, I wasn't being as present with my kids because I'm all you know, caught up in my head, beating myself up, being less silly with them, right? Not laughing as much because I'm all up in my head and beating myself up, right? So that is how that works. Our thoughts drive our results. Our thoughts dictate how we show up. So when we have poor quality thinking, we don't show up the way we want to. That's why I'm always encouraging you to start noticing your thoughts. Okay. So number one was I should statements. Number two, perfectionism shows up as all or nothing thinking, right? I think many of you can relate to this because I hear it a lot. I've screwed up. F it. I'll just restart next Monday. I don't cuss. So (laughs) I'm paraphrasing here. This is like I'm on the diet or I'm off the diet mentality. I'm either following all these rules or I'm not following all these rules, right? Not helpful. Oh, I'm over my carb limit for today, so I might as well keep going. I'll restart tomorrow, right? Or it's like, oh, I'll have that last supper, that big binge before I start my diet. Sometimes I hear this when people come into our program. They're like, oh, yeah, I like went crazy on the weekend because I knew I was having this appointment on Monday and, you know... I had to get it all in because now I'm not going to be able to eat anything I like, right? That's the all or nothing thinking. It also shows up as waiting until your circumstances are perfect before you start your quote diet. And I don't use that word, but I know you do. (laughs) And so it's like this sense that you have to do this complete overhaul for anything to be worth it, right? So what if we just dropped the has to be perfect mentality, that all or nothing thinking mentality? And it was just like, Okay, well, what if you could just do one thing? What if you just added a vegetable to your dinner today? What if you packed your lunch for work instead of going through the drive-through? One day, right? Like set the bar low, start with little goals, 1% increments. What if today you just went for a 15-minute walk? Right? That's what it looks like to drop all or nothing thinking. And you know why that's so important is because if you can do the little things consistently over the long term, you get the returns. Guaranteed. It's when we quit that we don't see the results that we're wanting. So that's a nice segue into number three. Number three is perfectionism shows up as quitting when you go off plan. Okay. When you have a slight off eating day and you didn't eat according to your eating plan or your diet or your protocol or your meal plan, whatever you call it. And you're like, ah, like might as well quit now. Right. That guarantees failure. And so it's a terrible way to be living your life is that you can only stick with your health goals when you're doing things perfectly. What I want to tell you is that the only way to fail is if you quit. And sometimes people will ask me that when they're just starting out with us. They're like, well, what if this, what if I fail? That's a really big fear that some people will have because they have this mentality that they've failed so many things already. You know, I tried this diet. I tried this program. I tried this commercial, whatever. I tried this cleanse. and they've all failed or I've failed at them, right? There's different ways of thinking about that. But I'm going to tell you that the only way you fail is if you quit. If you never quit and you just keep on taking steps forward that honor you and take care of your body and are kind to you and you're self-compassionate, you cannot fail. It's not possible. You're just going to keep moving forward. That's all that is. Okay. Another mindset that goes along with this idea of quitting when you go off plan 
sort of related, but I'm going to throw it in here because I wanted to speak to it. Well, I'm only going to do this if it works for me. Okay, here is the paradox and why that thinking pattern is not helpful. This is only going to work for you if you do it, right? So, so many people are looking for this has to work for me. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. And it's like, well, if you don't do it, it's not going to work for you. So you're going to get caught in this trap of not seeing results if you have that thinking. So stop quitting and start focusing on taking those small steps that care for you and you will get the results long term. The other thinking that goes with this is if you keep quitting, then you keep thinking you have to start over. And I really get irked by that concept of like, well, I'm going to start over. You know, I'm going to have a a fresh start, right? When we think that we're starting over, we think we're moving backwards, right? The idea of starting over emphasizes this poor notion that you haven't learned anything from the progress that you've made. You are not starting from scratch. You're just keeping on going. Let's talk about how to manage the perfectionism, all or nothing thinking that is getting in the way of you successfully losing weight. Number one is to notice the thoughts and the feelings. I'm always talking about noticing your thoughts and feelings because this is the life-changing work that has to happen. The first thought that I had talked about was anything that starts with I should, right? All the I should statements. So if you hear your brain going there, just take it as a moment of pause and be like, oh, yes, I remember. I'm supposed to clue in. This isn't a helpful thought right now. It's an I should statement, which doesn't make me feel very good. Notice that thought. Now, sometimes you may notice the emotion first, and that is because thoughts are very fleeting. They're quick. We have thousands of them every minute. So they're you know, they're going in and out and we might not be able to do that self-coaching work because we're not quite sure what the thought is. You may just notice the emotion first. I think I shared this in last week's episode, but for me, a clue is often that I'm feeling a bit grumpy and grumpy probably is a very broad emotion that I could specify a little bit, but that's what I can connect to. Like, oh, not feeling right. I'm feeling a bit grumpy. That's my clue that I've got some thinking that I need to clean up because it's not serving me. You may be able to start identifying that you're not feeling great or you're ha- you can actually pinpoint, oh, it's this emotion. It's disappointment. It's feeling guilty. It's a sense of failure. It's feeling shame. Just use those emotions not as something that you need to get rid of, but something that can be a clue that you may have some thoughts that you want to clean up. And then you can start taking that moment to notice, what is it that I'm believing that's making me feel this way? That is when you start becoming really powerful, when you can start noticing your thoughts and realizing that not all thoughts are true or helpful. And just because they come into your head, it doesn't mean that they are fact. And we can start challenging those thoughts and reframing them. Okay. And number, what was I on? Okay. Number one was noticing thoughts and feelings. Number two is to stop focusing on the scale as your only measure of success. You may not believe me, but that is what trips so many people up from actually losing weight long-term. You think you need to hyper-focus on the scale to make sure that it's moving, but focusing on the scale derails a lot of people. Here's the thing. Why would you only put healthy food in your body if the scale moves down, right? Why would you only go for a walk or go do your workout if the scale changes? It's like, well, what about going for a walk? Because being in the sunshine makes you feel great and improves your energy and your mood. And it helps you to be more focused with your kids. Like what about that? Right? 
What about eating whole foods? Because then you don't feel as bloated and your pants feel more comfortable and then you're not grumpy anymore because you feel crappy, right? When you're so hyper-focused on the scale being the only measure that matters, then you miss all of that. It's like this screw it mentality. I'm just going to treat myself like crap because the scale's not moving, right? It's awful. (laughs) I want you to think about how can I take care of myself today? has nothing to do with the scale. Sure, we want the scale to go down because that's going to, you know, if that's going to improve your health or it's going to improve your mobility or whatever, that's great. But focusing on it doesn't change your actions. What if we focused on some other measures of success and the fact that you're doing great things for you, right? When you're focusing on your health behaviors and taking care of yourself and self-care, that all matters. So asking yourself, how can I take care of myself today? That question comes from a place of knowing that you're worth taking care of, that you matter and that your life matters. And I know that sounds so simple, almost cliche, but from working with hundreds of women, I've come to learn that many women do not know this. Many women do not value themselves. They will do anything and everything for those around them, for their children, for the people around them, but they neglect themselves. And I am here to tell you that we all, ladies, need to stop glorifying self-neglect as though that's something honorable. We do not win a badge for neglecting ourselves. It doesn't serve the people around us either. Because if you are not in your best place, if you are not taking care of you, you can't be pouring out into the people around you. You can't be pouring out from a place of empty. So I really want us to recognize that self-care is not selfish. Self-care is an essential. All right, that was number two. Number two is stop focusing on the scale as your only measure of success. Number three is celebrate every tiny little step forward. We need to affirm ourselves of our progress. We have brains that are geared towards the negative. Our brains tend to tell us all the things that we've done wrong and how we're not measuring up and how we're you know, failing in this and how we you know, haven't met this goal yet. That's just unmanaged mind. However, you can learn to start looking for your wins and affirming yourself and giving yourself some reward. Because if all day long, all you're telling yourself is like, oh, you're so busy. You've got this long to-do list. You haven't done this yet. You haven't done this yet. Imagine what emotion you're creating, right? We don't take stock of what we are doing well, what we are doing right, how much we're accomplishing. And we need to. We need to give ourselves affirmation because our brain craves reward. And if you don't give yourself reward, it's going to find reward elsewhere. It's going to find reward in the pantry at nine o'clock at night, right? So we have to see our gains. We have to see how far we've come. You may not be at your goals yet, but you're more likely to move forward when you're celebrating your progress instead of measuring yourself against your shortcomings. All right. Here is my call to action here because I don't want you to just listen to this podcast and be like, oh yeah, cool. Good content. Great. What podcast am I listening to next? I actually want you to get wins from listening to this podcast. So here's what I want you to do. Start today. What is one thing you can do for yourself today to take care of yourself? It could be caring for your body. Maybe you decide to go for a 15 minute walk. It could be caring for your mind or your emotions. Maybe it's time spent journaling or taking a break from social media. I bet there is something that's kind of been inkling. You know, when I'm saying this, you're like, oh yeah, you know, there's this one thing I really would like to do, but you haven't done it yet. Here's my encouragement. Today's the day. You got it. Let's do this. All right. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed listening to the High on Life podcast, 
please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts.